The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 198. I hope that you're doing very well. And if you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, then you can get a free session with me. To get that, you can head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can use my uh, Calendly to book yourself that free session. Or you can send me uh, a message directly and we can discuss setting it up. Now, in today's podcast, we are going to be talking about my top 10 tips for how to overcome OCD. And uh, I think you're going to find, you know, this is kind of packed full of really useful information. Um, You know, the things that I've learned over the years that kind of really helped me the most. So uh, I really do hope that you find it helpful too. Uh, It would be amazing if you could um, head over to Instagram and follow and like there. My Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK. And if you could also subscribe on your podcast app of choice, that would be great too. So many thanks, guys. And I really hope you enjoy. I love a good top 10 list. I mean, who doesn't, hey? It's so much fun, particularly when you're talking about such a joyful topic such as OCD. Uh, But enough with the irony. Uh, Sometimes a list of tips is just what you need in order to keep the important things close to mind. Uh, So with no further ado, here we go. Number one, watch out for reassurance. Now, you may have heard people talking about this a lot, and there's a good reason for this, um, as it's, you know, fundamental to getting over OCD. As somebody who struggles with obsessions, you are most likely a Jedi master at getting reassurance, even if you explain to your nearest and dearest that Um, that they shouldn't give you that reassurance, you may catch yourself playing uh, Jedi mind tricks to ensure that they still do, as, you know, the urge for reassurance can be incredibly strong. Um, Put simply, um, this is because it's a a compulsion. So try to remember that that reassurance can, can, can kind of take many different forms, from the obvious uh, reassurance from friends, uh, friends and family, to the uh, potentially never-ending reassurance from Google, to the really painful uh, mental ruminations that um, other people are often simply completely unaware of. Uh, number two, be willing to face uncertainty. So you want to start thinking of yourself as some kind of comical superhero who uh, who has to face uncertainty. So, for example, you could uh, you could call yourself Captain Uncertainty or even Uncertain Girl, <laughs> whose job it is to to get out there into the world 
and to bring a sense of curiosity to the feeling of uncertainty. Um, the problem that, that all people with OCD face is obviously dealing with that uncertainty. We unwittingly try to avoid it at all costs, um, which ends up you know, with us actually just getting stuck in the OCD cycle. So really what we want to do is somehow learn how to revel in the uncertainty of life, um, which will give you a whole new sense of freedom um, you know, which is something that maybe for a long time you may have felt um, was kind of out of reach. Uh, number three, then, try to have some fun. So you may have noticed um, that I'm being a bit silly with some of these uh, some of these uh, um, tips so far, and that's with good reason because it's so important that we try to bring a sense of humour and fun to OCD and. Given the harsh reality of some of the obsessions, that can that can be very difficult. But finding a way to get back in touch with humour and fun can be hugely beneficial for OCD. A 2016 research paper entitled The, the Laughter Prescription found that laughter is a normal and natural um, psychological response to certain stimuli with widely acknowledged psychological benefits. However, current research is beginning to show that laughter may also have serious positive psychological effects for those who engage in uh, in it on a regular basis. So with this in mind, seeking out people, activities and situations that help us to have fun and and to laugh could be incredibly helpful for for OCD. Uh, Personally, for me, watching stand-up comedy or listening to amusing podcasts is a great way to relax. Number four. Try to open up. Um, whatever you do, don't keep all of this stuff to yourself. And this doesn't mean that you go around telling everyone about OCD and your struggles with it. Of course not. Um, but you do want to try to kind of share the burden with uh, a close family member or a friend that you you really trust. Uh, trust is the important word here. You do really want to make sure if you are opening up that you do trust that person. Um, and likewise, if you can work with someone who knows about OCD, then, you know, that really can make all of the difference in the long run. Number five, be prepared for the unexpected. OCD is a bit like a soaring eagle. It may be high up above the clouds where you can't even see it. But at any moment, given the right set of conditions, it can strike. And if we're not ready to fight it off, we may be in trouble. And... As you have probably experienced, old obsessions can appear out of out of the blue. New obsessions can materialize out of nothing, almost like you, you, you kind of have your own magician at your disposal, creating an endless procession of white bunny rabbits. And to be honest, uh, he's not really at our disposal at all. He's more of a loose cannon who's just throwing endless rabbits at you to um, you know, to see which one kind of sticks. And we need to be ready to, to use our toolkit to, to put those rabbits back in the hat as soon as we see them rather than, you know, getting carried away with them, which unfortunately is so often what, what happens. Number six, acceptance is an annoying word, but it's key. Now, it can be uh, patronizing, I think, to, to be told to just accept your anxiety, like you haven't already been trying that all your life. 
Um, but it is fundamental to getting over OCD. Um, before I really understood acceptance and how to, how to apply it, my obsessions really dominated me. Acceptance can be practiced through gently facing your obsessions and learning how to overcome the intense emotions that they bring up, um, which needs, you know, to, to be done in the right kind of way, um, which we'll be actually discussing in the next, uh, in the next tip. So number seven then is allow yourself to feel all your emotions. Now for me, this is perhaps the most important thing when it comes to overcoming OCD. For, for whatever reason, somewhere along the way, people with OCD have learned to push away or numb their emotions. And sadly, this leads to all sorts of problems. When we don't allow ourselves to feel our emotions, we end up pushing them down and they can get stuck. Um, as mentioned earlier, OCD is characterized by an obsessive pushing away of uncertainty, a feeling that is dominated by fear. And the more we can bring curiosity to our emotions, the better. Number eight, gratitude is king. Um, the opposite emotional state to, to OCD, in a way, is gratitude. When struggling with OCD, we are effectively in a state of anger and disappointment. We think to ourselves, if only things weren't like this, or if only I didn't have this particular obsession, then I could get over this. And we tend to ignore all of the things that are going right in a given moment and narrow our focus down to the one thing that isn't right, or perhaps more accurately, uh, that we perceive as not being right. Gratitude opens us up to the moment. It helps us to see uh, all the things that are going right and over time brings a more helpful and positive mindset. Number nine, realize that you are actually the one in control over rumination. Now, it certainly doesn't always feel like that, um, but we don't have to get lost in all of these distressing circular thoughts that only lead to one thing, and that is more distressing circular thoughts. The sooner we nip it in the bud, the better. And the great thing about this is we, we truly can learn how to do it. The approach that I employ with rumination is to first start spotting when you're engaging it, uh, in it. This can be easier said than done as so much rumination is done unconsciously. As you start to recognize it more, you can start uh, practicing allowing yourself to feel the emotions underneath the urge to ruminate. And this might uh, feel alien at first, but as you practice this, it will become more automatic. And the more that you allow yourself to feel your emotions, as we were talking about earlier, the easier a lot of this stuff gets. Now, finally, uh, number 10 is self-compassion is not for sissies. Now, <laughs> I say this because I, like I think many people, had a very negative view of self-compassion. I presumed it was about self-indulgence or simply just being weak and naturally shied away from anything to do with it. And this was a big mistake as so much of OCD is driven by perfectionism and a wanton lack of self-compassion. Working on this alongside exposure work and acceptance commitment therapy and, and the rest of it is the way that you can actually help to keep OCD in check in the long term. 
So there you have it, guys. This is obviously not an uh, exhaustive uh, list. There are many other things that I could potentially include here. But in my experience, these 10 tips are incredibly helpful for overcoming OCD. So uh, as always, if you have any questions, then do please let me know. And many thanks. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.